Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Two in One Golf Podcast. It's it's a great week. Um, well, maybe not. I don't know. You lose one, you gain one. I'm here, obviously, and we also have Madison Hill, but we have lost Mike Iavino. Um, I don't know when we're ever going to see the full band back together, but Madison, where you been? How you been? Uh, I've been good. Thank Things have been really busy with you know work and family um, right now, so just took a, a quick uh, hiatus um, just to try and get a lot of things done. And then of course Mike is is out; he's trying to get some work wrapped up um, that he's got to present tomorrow, I guess. So yeah, it's you know it's it's always just two of the three um, lately. So yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be back together sooner than later, I'm sure. Is it time for a name change? So technically, we are technically we are two and one because it's two that are there and then one alternate. So I guess it still kind of makes sense. Who who do you think has been in the most episodes since Mike started? Between all three, of myself us. and all three of us. I, mean, I think it's, Mike's definitely you know missed the most. Yeah, but we knew that going into it. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think I've. I think I've only missed two, yeah. the last two. I think it's you. I I think, um, yeah, because even the one I tried to miss because I was sick, you made me still get on and ask you questions. So I guess I, I didn't get to miss that one. Um, yeah, I think I've only missed the two, like the last two weeks. So that's a pretty good run. Yeah, that was a good run for you. So it's, it's almost perfect attendance. I mean, some people get an award for that. You know, I got one. K through 12. I got See, mine didn't run that long. Mine ran through uh, freshman year of high school, but still a, a decent run. Yeah, it was kind of interesting, you know, being there on senior skip day and you're just sitting there in class all alone, you know. Oh, well, was, that's a yeah, little much. Tough. Yeah, You're really committed to getting that piece of paper, weren't you? You know, it was very important to my mom. And, you know, speaking of my mom, happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Do you want to give your wife a shout out here? Yeah, I posted a, a little something for her yesterday on on Instagram, but um, no, we had a we had a great Mother's Day yesterday, and it was just really low key, and um, I think that's what really what she wanted. Our um, our oldest daughter turned three on Saturday, so it was a busy weekend just all around. So I think on Sunday she just kind of wanted to relax, which was fun. Yeah, good by me. I'm always good for a relaxing weekend day. Yeah, that sounds good. Um, now you've been gone for two weeks, and we have some pretty important golf tournaments coming up in our own personal lives. Um, mm. Let's inform the people just kind of where you are in your state open qualifier prep. Um, so it's it's really weird right now. Um, I played nine holes at Providence last week, and. I felt really, really close. I, I made, um, I'm trying to think what hole it was. I think it was three. I just made a really dumb mistake. And the bunker on the, beside, if you've ever played Providence Golf Course, there's a big bunker that is on the side of three green. Um, and it was just, the sand really wasn't that deep. It wasn't that fluffy. And I just really tried to go after it and flared it over the green and made a really horrible um shot decision after that and just compounding the errors but other than that like the driver was really good the knock on wood 
you can hear that knocking on wood um the the left miss is all but gone we're really starting to kind of fade the ball a little bit now which is super exciting um the wedges have been really good i've been practicing my short game a lot i I don't know if you saw this but um i'm trying to remember his first name is it parker mccullough the short game chef sure sure um (laughs) anyways he did a spot and i can't remember who it is um what the uh, group he did the kind of a collaboration with um, but they posted some of those on on YouTube, and I kind of watched those and just really was, was trying to repeat those the last couple of times I've been out and practiced. Um, so I feel the short game is really coming together because that was one of the big issues I had. Um, punting is is still kind of what it is, really practicing that aim point a little bit more. Um, I still always feel I, I try like I always feel it being one way more one way or the other. Like sometimes I'll stand on it and I'll be like, all right, this is, this is a one or like a little more than a one like percent degree. And I'll look at it. It'll be like 0.5. Um, and then sometimes I'll, I'll stand on it and be like, all right, this may be like two and it's three or a little over three. So I'm really trying to kind of feel that out a little bit more. That's, that's going to be something that's probably, um, the, the thing I need to work on the most, but for the most part, feeling, um, feeling pretty good. So I've got three weeks, June 8th, whatever that shakes out to be, um, until the qualifying round at Lake Chesden. I'm going to try and get out. Um, I know I, my travel schedule is actually really light right now for once. So I'm going to try and get out there the next couple of weeks, a couple of times just to, to play the course again and kind of see where I am. And, um, yeah, hopefully, uh, Hopefully it'll, it it works out, and uh, we'll have a, a good shot at it at least. Awesome. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sounds good. Um, so the goal is still to you know try to qualify for the state open. That's the goal. Yeah. But in, in here's the thing, though. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. But we talked. I can't remember how many episodes it. it it's been um, at least two because I missed the last two, but um, we talked about what the scores were at qualifying last year at the same location. Um, and I don't want to be last. I would love to be up near the top. Even if I don't qualify, I would love to be up near the top. Um, so we're not going out there and trying to embarrass ourselves. That's the, that's the other thing. I think it's harder to finish in last place than it is to finish in the top five in a tournament. I, th- I think it is too. Just, I mean, I don't think I would be the one to finish l- like dead last, and unless I, unless I made some really early mistakes and then just kind of like, you know, kind of just gave up on it and just freewheeled it the rest of the round. Um, the speaking of kind of freewheeling it though, that's the one thing I've I've been working on a little bit more. One of my, I think, big issues that I've I've seen, especially with some of the big misses, is standing over the ball too long. Like I'll go through my pre-shot routine and then I just stand there and I think I've actually felt it. I feel my grip getting tighter and tighter the longer I stand there. And then I finally take the club away. And that's when a lot of those big misses, whether it's, you know, a quick over the top move or it's that pull hook. Um, So really almost, you know, kind of not Jason Duffner esque, but really trying to get that early waggle and then just set the club down and then, and then go. So that's another thing I've been working on too, just to kind of get the the mental demons out of out of the way. Yeah. Well, awesome. We uh, 
We're wishing you all the best. Yeah, me too. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, let's get into the meat and potatoes of the episode. Uh, this week, PGA Tour was in Texas. AT&T, Byron Nelson at TPC Craig Ranch. Jason Day picking up his 12th PGA Tour title. Uh, you texted me and you know, right after he won. And what did you tell me? I said, you know, I didn't really watch any of the golf. Um, and it, and I don't think I said, I don't know if I said it doesn't matter if I picked him or not. Cause I know I didn't, I picked, um, Tyrrell Hatton, but I was like, I could not be more happier that he won. And we talked about it earlier this year. We were talking about some of the players we'd love to see make a run at it again. Ricky Fowler was one. Jason Day was another one. I can't remember who the third was, but, you know, we've got Ricky Fowler that's crept back in the top 50 in the world. Um, and then to see Jason Day win again, it's just, I mean, I absolutely love it. I love it for him. He's such a good guy and, you know, struggled with injury, kind of similar to Tiger Woods, obviously not as many injuries, but to to kind of relearn the swing again with, with the back injuries. I think a lot of people – and I know I'm speaking for a lot of people here, maybe had written him off because it's just for so long, it seemed like he just didn't have it anymore. Um, but to see him go out there and, and win it, I mean, win it, not like he had a big lead going into it and just had enough cushion, like actually go out and win it this week was huge. So definitely happy for Jason Day. Love love seeing him back in the winner's circle. Did you see he actually wrote himself, he almost wrote himself off? Uh-uh. In his in his post round interview, like in the tent and everything, he was like, "Yeah, like you know, he lost his mom in March of last year, and it was obviously very emotional for him. And at that time, like you know, he was struggling with his game, and he was like, yeah, I almost hung up the clubs for forever. Um, he never told his wife, but that was a decision he was kind of you know dealing with at the time. Um, but yeah." 1,834 days in between his last win, and now he's back in the winner's circle. Uh, definitely went out there and took it. Shot a 62 on Sunday, finished at 23 under. Um, TPC Craig Ranch played super easy. Um, I feel like it typically plays pretty easy, but um, an absolute cakewalk for a lot of these guys this week. Yeah, I mean, I I think so. I know it's it's one of those those courses where it's not, you know, it's not going to be the 10 or 12 under that wins. It's, it's usually a, a decent, a decent run at it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm super stoked for him. Love, love kind of seeing that momentum going into a major notch, not, not necessarily going to be my pick this week for, um, for Oak Hill, but I, I think finally getting that, that win, getting back in, into, into the form that he'd been in before, I, I'm really hoping, and I think it's going to give him the motivation to to kind of keep that going for the rest of the year. So, definitely excited to see uh, what the rest of 23 um, has in store for Jason Day. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. He's going to have great momentum heading into New York. Um, another gentleman who didn't quite get it done this week, but I think probably had one of the you know, the best weeks that you could have besides winning uh, was Scotty Scheffler. Uh, finished. Let's see, finished, I think, T5, finished like 20 under. Um, but, I mean, stayed in his own bed this week, which is huge. Um, showing great form heading into this week. And, you know, he's 
plus 750 on FanDuel. So like he's the he's the front runner. Him and John Rahm, I believe, tied at 750. Um, so what do you expect out of you know Scotty heading into this week? You know, I'm not sure. Um, the courses are obviously going to play completely different. Um, I don't know if you've seen some of the, the videos that the players and caddies have been posting from Oak Hill. The rough is, is thick and juicy. It's not, not really what they saw this week. Um, I also would say, you know, with, with having kind of the hometown vibes, um, I, I'm kind of surprised sleeping in your own bed and everything didn't kind of catapult him to to a win this week um usually when and don't quote me on this but usually when you have kind of that the luxuries of being at home sleeping in your own bed not having to travel or anything like that um you're 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 kind of awarded with your play on the course but you know still i mean he didn't miss the cut or anything i think that would have been a little more crazy but i think a top 10 this week i don't know that and I'm not picking him to win this week, um, but I'd say probably a top 10 for sure at Oak Hill. Um, it's just going to depend on on how he plays. If he can put it in the fairway each time, then I think he'll be in, in a good spot. But it's same thing with the story with all these guys. If you, if you get in the rough, um, you're really going to penalize yourself right away. So we'll see. But I think a top 10 this week for, for Scotty for sure. Gotcha. Uh, so let's – Recap our picks from the AT&T. Um, you had Terrell Hatton. Like you said, he finished T5. Uh, I had Adam Scott, who finished T8. And a quick, I guess, note, nugget, whatever. I have now picked two winners, but I picked them the week prior to them winning. I picked Wyndham Clark. Was it Wyndham Clark? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I picked Wyndham Clark at Mexico. He made the cut, finished like top 40, and then went on to win the following week at Wells Fargo. At the Wells Fargo, I picked Jason Day. Missed the cut, went on to win at AT&T. So, if I have any gamblers out there, gamble responsibly. But, I picked Adam Scott this week at AT&T. Didn't get it done. Played great. I think he finished with like a 62 on Sunday. Um, you know, maybe throw some coin on Adam Scott at the PGA Championship. I'm going to double pick him. I'm going to go ahead and say it early. I'm going to double pick Adam Scott and just see if my luck continues. You know what? I <clears throat> I don't disagree with you on that one. Um, not so much that I'm banking on you always picking someone one week too early. Um, but I think Adam Scott's played really solid um, the last couple of weeks. And I think going into a major, especially somebody with some experience, um, kind of on those those big stages, I think he could do it. He's a really good ball striker, doesn't miss a lot of fairways. Um, but the one thing I had read this week is they were looking for, or they were saying the course really benefits the guys that are hitting it, carrying it over 300. Um, and I'm not, I don't know what Adam Scott's, ranges i don't know exactly how far he's hitting or carrying driver i assume he's still you know getting it out there over 300 but i just think this week is probably gonna really suit the you know the roms the finals scotty um brooks dj i just think that's they're gonna be the ones that you see this week um but i i did go kind of back and forth i was thinking adam scott this week too so i, I don't i don't disagree with that pick at all 
Okay. Well, I mean, it's not too late. You can still take him, I guess, because, <laughs> you know, Haddon finished higher than Adam Scott. Uh, but Mike took James Powers and, you know, very respectable week for him. Finished top 20, T19. Uh, so overall, a really good week uh, for, the, for the two and one boys. Anything else from the AT&T? No Jordan Spieth. Didn't really see. I watched a, a bit of the coverage on Sunday. Didn't really see that 16-year-old Spieth playing at AT&T, Byron also for the first time, video a whole lot, um, which we talked about in the last episode. But other than that, got anything else? No, I don't think so. Did they say if if uh, Jordan's going to be able to play this week? I did he? I, I haven't seen that he's with withdrawn with Drew. Withdrawn. Withdrawn. Thank you. Um, um, so I would assume that he's playing this week. He needs to. Uh, he has to. It's the last one he needs I to win. I see him in the field as of now. So yeah, Jordan needs to Still schedules. win the PGA to complete the career Grand Slam. So I don't think it's going to be this week. So might put some money on that to for Jordan Speed not to win. Um, I might even go as as far to say miss the cut. Yeah, I mean, you got to think what Jordan Speed to miss the cut's got to be like minus two fifty, you know, coming off an injury. So it's not a super hot take there. Yeah, but let's head to Oklahoma, Tulsa. Yes, uh, Broken Arrow, Oklahoma to be exact. I guess um, never heard of it. N- neither have I. Kind of a cool name though. Yeah. Uh the Live Tour, Live Whatever, uh, was at Cedar Ridge Country Club in Oklahoma. Dustin Johnson wins in a three man playoff, shooting seventeen under. Did you get a chance to watch that at all? I didn't. Um I did see a lot of upset people on online. Apparently they CW dropped the coverage or at least dropped the coverage in some markets um as it went to a playoff or before it went to a playoff. So um, unless you were watching on the app, you didn't get to see it. So I know there were a lot of people that were, were pretty upset with that, but I know that was kind of the, the issue they, they knew they were going to have with CW. So, And I'm pretty surprised by that because I, I watched the highlights and you know after the round in YouTube, and I watched the full highlights, and it was actually pretty interesting. I mean, the shotgun start, it, it really works when the course is playing super easy and guys are making birdies left and right, the team side of it, the individual side of it, it all works when players are making a bunch of birdies. And to watch Brennan Grace, Cameron Smith, Dustin Johnson come down, um, I believe Cam Smith wasn't close to the final group. He was probably three or four holes ahead. But he was, I think, four back, six to play, you know, goes birdie birdie par whatever and and, you know ends up tying the lead and then they go into a playoff and you know the fans are they're all surrounding 18 it looks like a a regular pga tour event um and they're just they're just rolling in putts and it was to be honest it was pretty i don't want to say electric but it was a fun watch did you blink i did blink yeah oh i have contacts you didn't really watch it they they say don't blink. Um, no, it, but I mean, if you think about it, this is what I've been saying all along. It's exciting golf when you're seeing birdies dropping left and right. Like that's what I've said that they should market it for. Play some courses or set the courses up there a little bit. I don't want to say super easy, right? But I mean, you're not 
stimping them out where you're trying to get the putts rolling off the green, anything like that. Just get them out there so you can see some really great shots. Love to see some guys holing out. Love to see people draining, you know, 20 foot or 20 or 30 bir- uh, foot birdie putts. That's the stuff that I want to see. And that's what I was hoping that they would have done the whole time. But we've seen so many of these, these weeks where there's half the field or less that's actually under par. That I don't think is an interesting watch. Um, but when guys are going out there and, and shooting low and, and dropping in birdies, three-man playoff, like that stuff is exciting. So I agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, you mentioned PGA Oak Hill, guys that hit over 300-plus yards. Dustin Johnson showing great form here. Brooks Kepka showed great form before the Masters, played well, finished. Did he finish in – he finished I like fourth he, or something. I he, definitely a top five, I think. Yeah, I don't think he quite got uh, second place. But, you know, like I said, DJ hits it a long way. What are his chances looking like for the PGA? I think they're good. Like I said, I, I think a Brooks, I think a DJ, um, Rom, Finau, Scotty, like all the guys that are really pumping it out there, the guys that we know hit it a long ways, I think they're, they've got to be in the conversation. But I still say – it's going to be the players that are the most accurate, the ones that can hit it over 300, carry it over 300, but also find a fairway. Those are going to be the ones that are going to benefit the most this week. Um, I, I don't know how, how DJ's accuracy was looking. Um, I, I don't think they probably had the rough super thick out at uh, Cedar Ridge Country Club. But, um, you know, DJ's always been a, a, a really – strong player, whether it's just a regular event or it's a major. So he's got to be one that you talk about. And same thing with, with Brooks. I mean, I didn't think, and I think I might've said it when Brooks won leading up to the, to Augusta, I think I might've said, doesn't really matter. It's, it's live. The courses are set up different. You know, this is Augusta going into it. And he completely proved me wrong. Um, so originally I probably would have said, you know, Dustin winning this week probably doesn't give him that much momentum going into Oak Hill. But, you know, I, I, I wouldn't say that anymore. I think anytime you can get a win, cash a big check, it's going to give you confidence that you can do it again week after week. And if it's a course that benefits people that hit it a long way, he's got to be in the conversation. Now, now, one name you haven't mentioned, and I'm very surprised, past champion of the PGA Championship, hits it a long way. He's known for being accurate. Roy McIlroy hasn't talk about a guy, you know, not showing great form. You haven't, you haven't brought his name up at all. Now, why is that? So I think right now Rory is, let me think the way to say this. I think Rory is trying to find himself as a player again. I think for, the large part of this year and last year, he's had to be more of a spokesman for the PGA Tour. And yes, he has been able to play well in some some tournaments while doing this. But I think after a while, it, it just weighs on you too much. And I just think after pulling out of the RBC, you know, I, I don't know. I don't think mentally he's there. And especially when you throw a major on top of that on a tournament where you have to be completely mentally sound when... The rough is going to be grown up. You know the greens are going to be running fast. you got to be dead, deadly accurate. Your mental game has to be just as sound as your actual golf game. And I just don't think right now he's got both of them going. 
maybe that he could have a great week golf wise, but I just don't think the mental game is there right now. So I would say if he, he makes the cut, maybe like a top 25. Um, but I don't think he's in the conversation, um, in on Sunday. I don't think he's in the conversation on the weekend. I can definitely see a Sunday afternoon where the leaders are on like seven and Rory has already backdoored himself a top 10 and he's like, you know, tapping on 18 for, for birdie and, you know, two shots off the lead. But, you know, by the time the leaders finish, he'll be in the top 10. Uh, but back to, to live real quick. My last thing, you know, we talked about it in the last uh, podcast. Liv left the Australian course in pretty rough shape. I saw some photos from this week, and I was watching the coverage. Cedar Ridge, also kind of in some rough shape. They had some rain, uh, I believe, at some point during the week because they were playing lip clean and play. No, I'm sorry. Were they playing lip clean and place as well? I don't know. I'm not sure. But the course was hurting condition-wise. So moving forward, I think it'd be interesting to watch and maybe we can try to keep track of it, but how many courses do live, you know, return to like, how many courses are the same each year? Cause I, I'd have to imagine that the course they played in Australia, I can't remember the name. Mike had to remind me of it last time. I, I highly doubt live golf will be invited back next year unless it's in the contract for a certain amount of years. Um, yeah, I saw that. Um, I saw the, that photo on Instagram and, and read the article and a lot of the members were really upset because I think they were saying that it was going to be a couple months before the yeah. members were even allowed to play there anymore or play there again because of the repairs. Um, but when you talk about the actual course, um, Uh-oh. I don't know. Okay. This is going to be very interesting. We have lost internet with Madison. I don't. He's recording locally, so he's probably still talking, but he can't hear me. And I can't I'm hear you. I'm talking right over his own clip. So we're gonna just sit here. I'm gonna talk through this long silence until his internet comes back. He may call me here in a second. I'm not sure what's going on. Oop. Madison, are you there? This is going to be a fun listen. His internet just went... Oh, he is... Hello? Hello. Okay, you're back. I'm back. I'm back. All right, let me get back into this take. Okay. So, the members are... we Going back in time. The members are upset. But the... The, um, I don't know, the course owners or whoever is in charge of the course said financially it made a lot of sense for them. And that's why... They did it, and that's why I think they would do it again. But I think it, it's really going to be – so you look at the the PJ, the courses the PJ Tour plays. They play pretty much the same schedule year in and year out. There's a couple courses that may change here and there. The courses that they, are, they play are built to host tournaments. They have teams in place that understand how to get the course ready before the tournament and repair and fix the course very quickly after the tournament, especially if they have members. You look at Pebble Beach, which charges almost $800 a round. They will set up a tournament and break it down and really not miss any rounds out there. What Liv is doing is finding these courses that are, are suitable to play, but these 
these courses aren't set up for that. They don't have the the teams, the infrastructure, anything like that. So when they go through and and basically put the same amount of wear and tear that a tournament would on a course, the courses cannot recover that fast, with the exception of a, of a few, right? The Greenbrier that they're going to um, in October, I think, or something like that, it's hosted courses, it's hosted tournaments before. So they understand how to set it up and break it down and really not miss anything. But you look at where they played the Gallery, Cedar Ridge, Australia, it's 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 just not built for to host tournaments. They need to find courses that maybe the PGA Tour has has left or ha- is is not going back to or not renewing contracts with and figure out if they can get in and and kind of basically just rinse and repeat what the PGA Tour has been doing, going into these courses that already have the infrastructure and the teams in place that can repair these courses after a tournament goes through and not, you know, upset any members. Yeah. And you know they're heading to DC, obviously not this week, but the the week after next. No, next week. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know I, I played the course in a PGA tournament, um, and I'm not sure how it's going to look on 18 because 18 is a very short uphill par four, and the way it's all set up is there's a big waterfall behind the green, and that videos or that photos on our Instagram, go check it out too in golf. I don't think they're going to be able to have the same amount of crowds that they would like to have on an 18th hole. Uh, it's a very interesting um, how that's all going to play out in the next couple of weeks. Moving on over to the LPGA. Uh, the LPGA Founders Cup. Upper Mont- Montclair? Montclair? What is that? Montclair. Montclair. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, country For Club. Game off a of bear. Huh? <laughs> Nothing. No, say it again. <laughs> oh, what did you say? All right, yeah. No, I didn't no, say no. Say it. You got it. Uh, no. Okay. All right, let's go. Uh, Upper Montclair Country Club in Clifton, New Jersey. I have to give this course a shot. Did you watch this? Come on, we know the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I look. All right. For the people Whoa, out there, they're like, Madison why taking is, shots why, at the LPGA? Why is, no, I'm just kidding. Uh, for the people out there that are like, why, why, why is he just talking about golf? He didn't even watch any golf. Look, this is probably one of the the few weekends in past memory that I haven't watched any golf. Usually, I, I've watched something. I've watched a couple rounds of whatever tournament is on. Um, but this weekend, you know, just with birthdays, Mother's Day, everything like that, I just didn't have the time. So I'll be better next week. I'll be better. Dusting the cobwebs off a little bit. I've been gone for two weeks. It's it's tough getting back into this. Are you done? I'm done. Yeah, go go for it. Tell me about it. And just make a sheet. Um, no. So the course, it was absolutely stunning. So I have to give the course a shout out. Uh, it's an A.W. Tillinghast design, and it was renovated in 1950 by Robert Trent Jones Sr. Uh, and also again in in 2011, obviously not by R.T.J. But it's three nine holes. It's a three. It's a 27 hole facility. Three nine hole courses. Um, mm-hmm. But absolutely showed up beautiful on camera, looked absolutely pure, um, which I think is really nice to see. I feel like LPGA Tour, it's always kind of hit or miss. Would you agree? Yeah. So, Jin Young Ko, ever heard of her? A couple times. She has, I believe she has the most LPGA Tour wins in 
the last few years. Maybe look that up, Stackhouse uh, Madison. I don't, I don't doubt that. I mean, she's been world number one a couple times now. So I think yeah. she's got like fifteen. The next closest person is nine. I'm not sure. Pull up that stat for me um, while you're, you know, not watching the golf. Uh, but she took down Minji Lee in a playoff. They both shot thirteen under. Um, Minji started the day with a three shot lead, made double bogey, bounces back, but Jinyoung Ko. Um, comes back on the back nine uh, Minji in the playoff they both hit the green in regulation Jin Young Ko two putted unfortunately for Min Woo Lee's sister she three putted um, to kind of just hand the win to Jin Young Ko but this was her third Founders Cup championship in the last five years and also Minji Lee was the defending champion so obviously those two ladies love this tournament uh, she took home a nice $450,000. Mm. Do you have that stat? Do you have it for me? No, we don't We don't have it. Okay, like you said, he's rusty. He does not have cobwebs. Um, what else? I don't know. New Jersey? I feel like they have some absolute, absolutely stunning golf courses up there. Wow. Yeah. Oh, nice. I went to have the you ever... Go ahead. I was gonna say, have you have you played up there recently? I have. Was that a setup? Was that a setup? It, a little bit. Hey, I didn't know if you remember it or not. Um, yeah, it was kind of interesting. Uh, definitely on the southern tip of New Jersey, but yeah, Union League National. Um, absolutely beautiful course. It's a another twenty-seven hole facility where they have three nine-hole golf courses. Um, Kind of gives you that kind of Pinehurst feel with a little bit more water because uh, is there rough? There's rough there, but the I guess the boundaries outside of the rough, right? There's no like s- super thick trees or anything. It's all like sandy waste area and all the cart paths are sand. Um, but yeah, again, photos are on our Instagram. You should definitely go check them out. So, um, Jinyoung Ko has 14 wins in the last six years. And that includes two majors. Yeah. So definitely the best player in that in that stretch, I'm assuming. Yes. Yep. Awesome. Well, last thing. PGA Championship League. We've got to make our picks. Um, anything else you want to say about Oak Hill Country Club before we make our picks? Um... I believe they've no. hosted the PGA Championship three times. Uh, Jason Duffner was your last champion in 2013, so this is nice, nice little even 10-year anniversary for him. I I would assume he's in the field. Do the field list. Uh, yes. All right. Let's well, you're, you I would assume for, he has to be right. You gotta think so, right? Um, you would think so, but we would be wrong. Oh no. I don't see a Duffner on here. Dang, Jason Duffner not in the field. Wow, well that's a definitely that's a that's a miss there from the PGA of America. Um, but yeah, hosted three PGA championships. No John what's Daly. The, I saw he was injured. What's the the run after you win one? How many years do you get exemption? Yeah, I don't know. It's five. Okay. Um, but I'm trying to think now. 
if you're a past PGA champion, do you get into all the PGA championships? Because how is John Daly in the field? Like he was, he's played in almost every PGA championship in the last, I don't know, twenty years. So that's interesting. I'm not John sure Daly's I'm... not in the field. Well, yeah, he withdrew due to injury. No idea what that injury was. I probably fell out of the golf cart. Um, yeah, I don't know. I would have, th- I would have thought that he would have been, he would have been back, but. You know what? I I think that was kind of just <clears throat> you know Jason Duffner's fifteen minutes of fame because after that, what's happened? Uh, Ryder Cup hero. Just kidding. They lost the Ryder Cup that year. Twenty thirteen. That would have been twenty fourteen. Twenty fourteen. They played. Dang. Was Jason Duffner on the twenty twelve Ryder Cup team when they lost in Chicago? He wasn't. 2014 they went overseas where did they go 2014 this is where mike we i don't know if you listened to last week's episode but mike knows it knows it all big brain mike just came in with the absolute facts um where did they go 2014 not sure um but i'm sure you played on the 2014 Ryder cup team definitely the president's cup team there you go they played in uh ohio at jack's place in 2013 The first thing when you, that you type when you type in Jason Duffner into Google, the first search is "What happened to Jason Duffner?" Did you I click on it? Uh, no. Did you just go ahead and read us what actually did happen <laughs> to Jason Duffner. <laughs> we gotta uh, make sure we cite our source, though. It uh, it doesn't look good. Um, let's see. There it is. There's this long. Silence. It just said, well, he's just not around anywhere. Um, Did Amanda yeah. suck those powers away? <sighs> Got to be something like that, right? Um, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. Here's a question for you. I think we might have asked this before. Would you rather? Would you rather have five PGA Tour wins or one PGA Championship? One PGA Championship. And you can't say, would you rather be Ricky Fowler or Jason Duffner? Because that's not how it works. I didn't say that. I said five PGA Tour wins. Yeah, but that's always... Or one. People think about that when they think of Ricky Fowler. Like, oh, dude's got like five PGA Tour wins. But a guy like Jason Duffner only has one. Yeah, I take the one major. Does that get you into the Hall of Fame? No. A major doesn't get you into the Hall of Fame? No. Hmm. Yeah. So you you take the major then? Yeah, what would you take? Mm. You want to go win the Valero five times? No. 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 You can't have five designated event wins. Oh. Why not? That's that was gonna be a question. Well why does my one major why does my one major have to be the PGA championship? Okay, Fine. I'm, a, I'm taking a master. Ma- <laughs> if you're if you're taking like five take, okay, take, Bay Hills and no, Jack's no, no. Place and a Phoenix Open, you are crazy okay. if you're not taking. Don't say oh, taking the Masters out of this conversation. No, no, no. I'm not going to say that. You can take the Masters, right? And then I win the next week at the RBC, and I win more money than you at at the Masters. And then go I go play on live. Go play on live. 
If it's about the money, sure you go play on live. I'm not saying it's about the money, but I'm saying that was your whole you argument. The, no, but I'm saying if I win five designated events versus your one masters. Yeah, I'm taking the masters. Okay. All right, there you go. I'll see you at the Masters next year, and then I won't see you there again. <laughs> you just be always there. Are you gonna dinner. Are you gonna spread out End your five table. wins? With your five wins are gonna come every like once every two years, so you can get to the Masters every year. Yeah, that's exactly how I was gonna do it. Yeah, I'm gonna be in the Champions Dinner. I'm gonna listen to that conversation. We're gonna see who's fighting who. There you go. All right. So. um picks this week you yeah. said you wanted to pick a pga professional as well yeah take a little or are we doing or are we doing our actual pick a dark horse and a um pga member uh no we're gonna do we're okay. gonna do our main pick in a pga pro all right so we're gonna pick a professional golfer and a golf professional um I don't know how to how do you tell who's who's is it CF CFPT is that the that's what it says on the on the field list they're CFPT by some of them sure I don't know what that is well, what's that, the guy's name from from Venetera let me see if his his name has it uh Josh Spieth Spieth Spate 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 um We'll let Mike go first since he's not here. It and is. He sent, okay. And he sent, so CFPT is what it, it means. It's all right, PGA we got professional. it. Uh, since he sent in his picks, um, mm-hmm. he's going to go Scotty Scheffler mm-hmm. and Josh Spite. Yep. Speed. Spate, I think. Spate. Because he is from Vinatera, mm-hmm. which is a course here in Virginia. If you're listening yep. over in Germany, shout out to you, that one guy listening over in Germany. Yeah, tell some more friends. That'd be great. Um, just tell one. Just kind of... We'll be able yeah. to tell. <laughs> yeah. Tell somebody. Um, I don't know. Um, How right. do you say yeah, thank this... you in German? <laughs> hey, Siri. Look at How do you How do you say thank you in German? Danke. Yeah, I was gonna say Danke, but no, it didn't sound right. Okay. Danke. Um. All right. So I guess am I going next? No, I'll go next. Um, all right. <laughs> Adam Scott as my golf professional. No, sorry, as my professional golfer, and then I'm gonna okay. go Wyatt Worthington the second. There's got to be, got to be a uh, story behind that, or is that just a name you randomly picked? Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I gotta, you know how we do, we gotta, you know, birds with a feather flock together. Okay, keep going. No, he's a he's a you know African American golf professional sponsored by Eastside Golf. He's played in it a handful of times, so he's got a little bit of experience. So I'm just yeah, just taking a fellow African American golf professional. All right. And where is he from? Would you say? 
I got no idea. I got no clue. Let me see here. Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's not in his bio. Sweet. Um, one of those playing. Say? One of those playing pros. What'd you say his name was? Wyatt Worthington. Oh, he is from Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. I am I'm going to take ooh, I'm going to take John Rahm this week. I, I mean you know you can roll your eyes at me all you want. Um I'm going to take John Rahm and I have no idea who to take as a professional um, I'm going to take... Who's local up there? Anybody? Sounds like someone didn't do their homework. Uh-huh. No, I didn't know that we were seriously going to pick. Um, I am going to take... Um, mm. um, I'm going to take JJ Colleen out of Lubbock, Texas. Just because you like the name JJ. Well, it was go- I was going back and forth between Ben Kern and JJ Colleen because it is in um, alphabetical order. That's the only reason. Um, I don't know. JJ just stood out to me. Maybe I was thinking maybe like JJ Spawn or JJ Reddick. It's just an athletic name. Um, I have no idea. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> JJ <laughs> is an athletic. Yeah. After naming JJ Spawn. And JJ Reddick. We're saying those yeah, guys are athletic. Yeah. Okay. Um JJ Colleen. So he went to TCU, turned professional in two thousand five. And yeah, I guess. I don't know. That's what I'm gonna take. Alright, well JJ, there you go. JJ Colleen. I hope that uh what do we say his name is? Spate. I would love to see him win, just because he's kind of a local local guy. But you'd love to see him win the PGA Championship out of our picks. I'd love to see him win out of our picks. Oh, yeah. If he won the PGA Championship, I think that would be headline news in our area. But no, if he just made the cut and was a top pick, that'd be great. How much do how much does Vinatieri's green fees go increase if he wins? I don't know that it's necessarily his the green fees, but it's going to be his lesson prices. I got to think they go through the roof at that point. Yeah, that's a good point. I think even being in the field, no, your pri- your prices no. take a bump. What? No. All all of the teaching professionals across the the United Dude, States. Some of these guys aren't teaching professionals. They probably teach, but they're not a teaching professional. Dude, I'll be honest. And I might sound a little petty here because I'm not in the field this week. One day. Um, <laughs> you said that so casually like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not in the field this week. My They lost my invitation. I could have been. Like a... I just couldn't get a flight to New York. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I couldn't get some... off work this week. That's the only reason I'm not in the field. So I'm a little, I'm a little petty about it. But I yeah, got a let's... PGA Junior League match this week. 
<laughs> we got guys out here playing in a major. I'm out here coaching a, a match. No, I love uh, I love what I do. But a lot of these guys, to be honest, like they're they're playing professionals. Like you know, a forty hour work week. They're playing. They're grinding. They're working on their game. Probably twenty five hours out of that forty. Hmm, that's crazy. But again, I, well, hold on. Let's let's compare this. How many hours of the week are you working on your game? Probably five. Mm, working on my game five. Playing. Mm, probably another two or three. So probably eight hours out of the week. I'm. I got a golf club in my hand. Actually doing something for my game. You think that's I'm too high? I think that's too high. You, yeah. So. I haven't told the podcast this, and I haven't told you this because you haven't, you know, been around the last two weeks. Um, but I've been, I've been on the putting green every day for an hour the last like week and a half. Are you doing aim point? I got my own level. Remember how I was like, yeah, send me that link, and you send me the link. I got my own yeah. level. Yeah. So how is um, how's that going for you? Because you were already kind of doing aim point, but. I guess not to to maybe the extreme you are now. It's going pretty well. I um trusting it a little bit more. Uh it's funny, you know, you you like like you said, you'll you'll step into it, you'll feel two, it's actually one and a half and like you'll hit the putt. No, sorry. It's one and a half, you feel two, you're like I don't I don't trust that one and a half feel, so you play it two and then it it you know, hits that right edge or the left edge and you're like, dang, well, I guess it actually was one and a half. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, I've also, you know, just being on the putting green and doing a little bit of research, I, I've always pushed my putts a little bit, and I've kind of known that. Um, but now, like, I've moved the ball position up in my stance to kind of time it a little bit better with my face rotation. And I'm starting the line, or I'm starting the ball a little bit better on line. And... And I went out to first tee the other day and played out of my six holes. I made one bogey, four birdies, and one par. Now, the proximity to the hole was really good. But I made all the putts inside five feet. So, yeah, I mean, it's going it's going pretty well. Well, I mean, <laughs> you made it seem like, well, you know, the proximity was, was really close. So, I mean, like. That's part of the game too. I mean, if you can hit it within five feet and then easily make the putt, then sounds like a recipe for success there. When's your next uh, match? Oh yeah, did you hear about that? Uh uh-uh. oh. Oh. So yeah, I took down Scott Graber, uh, federal club head professional or director of golf. I'm not sure what his title is. In the, the federal club. Well, it wasn't at the federal club. It was just. Oh. It was at you know how we do the match play every year. So yeah, yeah it was. What is that? I said, where was it? Uh, Old Trail in Crozet. How how was that course? I, we actually um, we had a customer event, um, maybe not last Monday. Maybe it was last Monday, Monday before, and they um, they took a bunch of customers out there to play. Uh, it's not too bad. I mean, it's just uh, the front nine's wide open. There's three holes in the back that are like tree line, but then again, it opens back up um, pretty short. I think it's 6,600 yards. Um, 
you know, it really wanted to be a par 70. No, sorry. It's a par 70 course, but they really wanted to be a par 72. So they changed a, a long ish par four to a par five and what could have been a really good par three. They changed it to a par four. Um, so it's a pretty easy course. You're going to have to make some birdies out there. Um, cause that's where my qualifier is for the state open. Um, which is why we went out there. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's not too bad. I'd rate it maybe a six and a half out of 10. That's good. So the last chance qualifier for, for the professionals, is that the same last chance qualifier for everybody? Yeah. That's why you try to, that's a Magnolia. Yeah. That's why you try to avoid that. Yeah. You try to, how many spots? So again, like I said this before, at the qualifier for the PGA Professionals for the State Open um, that I'm going to, they take the top, I can't remember what it is, but I think it's, last year we took the top 20 out of like 50. So like the odds are really good there. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I qualified the first year for the State Open, I qualified at the last chance. And I think there were like 20 PGA Professionals, but only four spots. So I ended up making it into a playoff. Um, and getting that last spot. So you really try to avoid the last chance qualifier. Yeah. If you can. If you can. So we'll see. It's going to be interesting. I have to play pretty well because, like I said, it's going to be a birdie fest. I think 75 or less is going to get in. Really? Yeah. What did you you qualify with last year? And where was your qualifier last year? Uh, 76 at the Creek. Spring Creek. Okay. 76? Maybe 78. 76 or 78. Yeah, got you into a three-way playoff. Hmm. Why is it... So, I guess, since there's so many qualifiers around, why wouldn't they just have like a certain allotted spots for PGA professionals at all of them instead of making you all go to one location? I think just so we can have, because it's an event, like it's a mm-hmm. playing event for the PGA professionals, and it's also a qualifier. Like it's a oh, Southern okay. Chapter Championship. So like it's a playing event. Oh, okay. But it also doubles as a state open qualifier if you want, you know, to sign up for that. I got you. Okay, that makes more sense then. Yeah. But yeah, that's. Uh, Pretty much it. I mean, we got our picks in. Should be a good week. I love major championship weeks. Get a lot of coverage. A lot of behind the scenes. Um, Minwoo Lee, good luck this week. Didn't play too well. Madison wanted to come on here and, you know, try to put you down. Try to release a video of, you know, we're not even going to talk about it. So, good luck to Minwoo Lee this week. So, I hit the gala. Good luck. Max Homa, not mentioned. Madison's favorite golfer. Good luck to him as well. Um, I mean, always good luck to him. Good luck to Jason Day as well. I'd love to see back-to-back. That'd be huge, huge. What do you think the odds are? Plus 1,500. All right. Maybe 2,000. I don't know, just one. Shouldn't be too too high, but um, I don't. no offense to Jason Day. I like Jason Day. He's one of my favorite golfers. Be kind of a waste if he won this week. 
yeah well thank you all for listening check us out on all the socials twitter instagram youtube tiktok all at two in one golf or two in one golf podcast and we'll see you all in the next episode